Hello there, and thank you for downloading this Eye on Education podcast from the 24th of March. This week on the programme, we focused on the importance of work experience with a teen entrepreneur who's offering children his own age internships at his sneakers company. We were joined by Harry, his dad, Stephen, and two of the students on the Youth Kickstart programme, Jason Karui and Melissa Joseph. Plus, we chatted to a pair of sisters who've launched their own cake business in Spinney's. That's despite them being both aged under 10. Eight-year-old Debbie and six-year-old Mira, plus their mum, Anupa, come together to make the Bob Rocks Cookie Company. And they joined me in the studio to explain how they managed to get their biscuits on the shelves of Spinney's. And we found out how Ramadan is being celebrated in UAE schools with Sajida al-Bashir, the head of the Arabic and Islamic department at Royal Grammar School, Guildford, Dubai. This is Eye on Education on the Agenda. With the Royal Grammar School, Guildford, Dubai. Passionate about creating personalised learning experiences to nurture independent and future-ready young people. Hello there. Welcome back to the agenda. Welcome back to Eye on Education. And we have a busy studio today. Lots of fantastic guests have joined me. I will tell you why in just a minute. Uh, But it's all centres around this topic, which is that teenagers in the UAE have now been able to do work experience for more than a year. Uh, The new labour law took effect on the 2nd of February 2022, and it allows young people above 15 to opt for part-time jobs or internships in private companies. All that you need is a permit from the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratisation. Now, speaking on this programme, Abdullah Ali al Nuwaymi from the Ministry of Human Resources and Emiratisation told us the purpose behind this new work experience permit. This kind of initiative is one of many initiatives that the UAE works on in empowering a young generation, allowing them uh, to do wise choices in terms of uh, their futures. This would allow future generations to be part of the labour market uh, in a very regulated and protected way. Uh, allowing them also to be part of the development and the success of uh, of the country. Okay, that's Abdullah Al Nuaymi there from the ministry. So, although it is allowed legally, it is still really tricky for teenagers to find placements. But one teen entrepreneur called Harry Tomkinson, who's only fifteen is already offering work experience at his online business, VIP Sneakers. Now, his Youth Kickstart programme provides 15 to 17-year-olds with paid part-time work experience. And the first cohort of pupils are in the middle of their internship. So it started and they're in the sort of process. And I am delighted to say that I am now joined by Harry his dad, Stephen, and two of the students who are involved, uh, Jason Kirui and Melissa Joseph. And I've never had so many people in the studio, so I'm just going to turn up every single microphone because then you can all say hi. Hello to you all. Thank you for joining me. Oh, hello. 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 Thank you for having us. It's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you all join me in the studio. I can't work out which mic I should put down, so I'm just going to put them all up. So let's see how it works. Okay, so Harry, lovely to have you in the studio. Obviously, you are the teen entrepreneur behind this company, VIP Sneakers. We've had you in the programme before. You're still bizarrely only 15. I'm not quite sure how you've managed to achieve so much so young. Tell me a little bit more about the company, just for people who haven't heard about it before. All right, so I'll give you a little bit of information about Youth Kickstart. So just some background information. Um, So as I before, 
when I started up with VIP sneakers, I was very, very lucky to be provided with the opportunity to build an e-commerce business in first hand. So as soon as I just wondered why others around my age weren't able to have the same opportunity. So as soon as the government announced that 15 to 17 year olds could have paid part-time working, I was absolutely blown away and I really wanted to give this opportunity to others out there. So that's when I came up with Youth Kickstart. And as my dad's put a lot, I mean, a lot of effort into this business, um, we both really want to provide this opportunity. Yeah, now that naturally turns me to dad, Stephen, because it's not a small process, is it, trying to organise for children to come in and work for your company? And just, just, to, just to stress that, so the, what, tell me what VIP Sneakers does again. Uh, so VIP Sneakers, um, at the moment, it currently resells sneakers with the high-end brands to the low-end brands like Dior, Louis Vuitton, but it's all around the Jordan, Air Force One, Dunks, those kind of sneakers. And we're hoping to get into fashion soon, like clothing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there we go. You've got a sense it's an e-commerce business at the very top end of the market. Mm. And you wanted to bring kids in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I regularly get asked whether people can come and do work experience at the radio station. I'm afraid at the moment it's not allowed. But I say that with a certain sense of relief because it must be quite a big responsibility to try and set up a, an internship programme. It is. And... When we first, when Harry first came up with the idea, we we didn't really know whether there was going to be demand for it, and uh, we were soon proven extremely wrong. Yeah, I bet there's had, loads. We had hundreds of applicants, um, and similarly, uh, the engagement from the leadership team um, at the school, which was Gems Metropole, that we we engaged with, was also exceptional. So then it was a case of okay. How are we going to make this beneficial, not just from a work experience, but in a way that complements their education as well? So hence, we picked the business and media students. And through analysing what they were going to be taught academically, what we did is we created kind of work packages that mirrored their academic studies, but were set in a real life business context. So in this instance was VIP sneakers. So fundamentally, the challenge has been they go to school Monday to Friday and the work hours and therefore uh, how do we actually incorporate that work into their academic study but I have to say their their commitment and sacrifice has been exceptional which has enabled us to to work with them um, uh, in an efficient manner and, and hopefully you'll hear today they've uh, they've got a lot out of it. Yeah, well, we've got two of the students in and, and we will be coming to you guys in a few minutes because I want to hear how you found the whole experience. But what's intriguing is that you have really structured the programme. You haven't mm. just got them in making tea and doing the photocopying because I think that would be valuable as well for some students but but you wanted to go further it it, it would and maybe 20 years ago that's what we'd have done like no doubt you like and i, I did, did it. like yeah. we did george yeah, yeah i but... totally went out. my dad worked for a wallpaper company <laughs> and i went in and frankly made tea for a week yeah but i think in today's world which is very digitally orientated and you know, there's there's so much out there, not just in social media, but I think the opportunities are also, uh, whether you call it greater or more different. Um, and for me, you know, this all stems from Harry. It's And I'm a fundamental believer that age and class and background, you know, historically we've labelled whether adults or students uh, in a business context with those and then limited them and almost determined what their potential is. And really... 
from seeing how Harry developed just in a short space of time with the establishment of VIP sneakers, for me, I wanted to, I don't know, test the, the hypothesis and the theory. And when you actually look at the work and the output and the commitment, it's second to none that, you know, it could pass as an adult's business work. And really? I think, truly, really? So, that, truly. so what you've given the kids to do is, is as good as what an adult could do? Correct. Wow, that is really interesting. So you're not mollycoddling oh, here? Oh, no. No, no, ah, no, no. Wow. I'm looking at the two <laughs> sitting opposite me now with sort of slightly different perspective. This is Eye on Education on the Agenda. With the Royal Grammar School Guildford Dubai, passionate about creating personalised learning experiences to nurture independent and future-ready young people. Hello there. Welcome back to the Agenda. Welcome back to Eye on Education. Uh, this is our special programme where we look... You know, at all the sort of schools topics, university topics, world of work is what we're looking at today, uh, specifically work experience, because teenagers in the UE have been able to do work experience now for more than a year. But realistically, it is very tricky to find placements. But one teen entrepreneur, Harry Tompkinson, who is still only 15, unbelievably, I think I interviewed him about a year ago. He's not aging fast enough, in my view. He is offering work experience at his online business, which is VIP Sneakers. I've got Harry. Harry, still in the studio. Hello, Harry. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, but then I've also got uh, two of the students who have been joining his work experience programme, which he has set up over the last few months alongside his dad, Stephen. Now, it's a youth kickstart programme. It provides 15 to 17-year-olds with paid... Oh, I haven't talked about the paid bit yet. That's good. Part-time work experience. And the first cohort of pupils are in the middle of their internships. And I am joined in the studio by both Harry, his dad, Stephen, and also the two students, two of the students, Jason Kirui and Melissa Joseph. Guys, this is your moment to be honest about how you found the work experience program. Thanks for joining us in the studio. Thank you for having us. It's (laughs) lovely to have you here. Okay, um, Melissa, let's start with you. Why did you sign up to do this program? Um, Honestly, I think this is a question I think about often because it's not something I normally do. I don't, business is just not my thing. (laughs) It's not something I normally participate in. So I often think about this question and I think... I just thought for this year, what I'm going to do is try every single experience I get, try to do as much as possible and get as much experience because it's better than no experience, right? Yeah. How old are you? I'm turning 18 this year. You're turning 18. Okay, perfect. Jason, how old are you? I'm 16. I'm turning 17 this year. Okay, fantastic. And why did you sign up? So I wanted to sign up because, of course, I want to pursue the career of business. So when I saw this opportunity, I was like, okay, well, I have to get this because it goes with my path. So I picked it because I feel like I can get some experience on the field immediately. So I'll be nice and comfortable when I get into my future career. And also just to build my self-confidence so I can like take myself on challenges that I usually wouldn't do. You both seem yeah. extraordinarily confident. You're currently like speaking on the radio <laughs> with more fluency than most adults. I mean, what have you learned from the process so far? So it's, you've been doing it for, uh, is, it a, is it a term or so, Stephen, is it? Yeah, since second week in January. Second week in Jan. Okay, so a couple of months at least. How, yeah. How's it been and how often are you in the workplace, Melissa? So we have a meeting every week, once every week, uh, where we just come together and we just talk about where we're at and things like that. So I'm part of like the marketing side of it. So like social media marketing, um, I think I learned that it's really important how you manage your time, especially with school and things like that, learning how to balance everything. Because like we do want to create 
quality work for the company. We don't want to just give anything away. So managing our time and making sure things go smoothly. I think I just learned that that's really important. Jason, yeah. how about you? Yeah, so following up from Melissa, I think that um, VIP Sneakers done a good job in like trying to mix up the work experience with our actual school career. So they've done it so it's not overwhelmingly work, but it's still work that helps you like gain experience. So I do really like it right now. I mean, what's so interesting that we just heard is that you're not in there making tea and doing the photocopying, <laughs> which is what I would expect, to be honest. What type of uh, work have you actually been doing, Jason? So are you on the so, marketing side as well? Yeah, I'm on the business side. That, so she's on the marketing. I'm on the business side. Okay, cool. So what I've done so far is I've done mar- market research. Yeah. So, of course, the business is centered around um, sneakers. So I've researched how the market is, what people like, like trends. And also I've made like a leadership plan on that. So basically a full analysis of the market, what could be potential like spots in the market that you could, uh, you know, pursue. And yeah. You so already know more about business than I do, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> like, like literally I'm looking at you and like, I, that, I had no concept of, of any of that. I mean, realistically, has it had an impact on what you'd like to do when you grow up? I mean, Melissa, obviously you're pretty close now to leaving school, so yeah. it must be quite front of mind. Um, honestly, it has slightly impacted it. Um, for me, I never thought of, it was, I've never thought about doing business like, this feels like a fever dream almost. Um, for me, I'm very much into performing arts. So this is completely something new. But this definitely has opened a lot of doors for me that I closed off when choosing my A-level subjects because all I do is arts right now. So having this business side definitely gives me another opportunity later on. Like if I would want to start a business or things like that, I do have that option now. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. So that means you're seeing the ways in which you can combine your arts experience, mm-hmm. your arts knowledge with business, yeah. because of course exactly. they can run concurrently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, guys, what do you what do you get paid? Do you pay them, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the big deal. Because the experience. I well, you see, I would paid with the experience. I, that's what I would have thought <laughs> because I don't think one needs to be paid when you're when you're gaining so much in many ways? So it's a really good question. And and when we initiated Youth Kickstart, the the feedback from students and from parents and from teachers was that they They don't need paying. paying. They definitely don't need paying. One school of thought, though, was if you are working and sacrificing, um, then understanding the value of money and and earning something against it. But similarly, what we didn't want to do is... um, uh, kind of just give money and it almost be undervalued. Yes. So um, they don't know this yet. Oh. But one thing that um, the current cohort will get at the end of um, just before the finish of the summer term um, is a, a small grant. Okay. Um, which will be uh, awarded via the school, um, which is a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, to assist them in their continued kickstart journey. So whether that's taking an extra course or, uh, I don't know, purchasing some photography equipment. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting, though, because you really touch the, the sort of nub of the issue there. I don't think work experience kids need to be paid. But I imagine there's lots of people listening who might totally differ on that. So I think the fact that you're taking a you know, a sort of grant perspective or a, I remember I, I, I did some work experience once. They wouldn't give me any money, but they, they bought me some books to go yeah. towards my English literature degree, which was actually very helpful. Yeah, and I think, uh, again, we've looked at Youth Kickstart as in 
you know, youth kickstart to Harry's point, it's about creating opportunity for people. Mm. And there'll be certain students out there, maybe listening to this, whose parents uh, already work in business and they themselves have multiple businesses and therefore getting experience in the family business is going to be easy for them. Mm. But then there's going to be lots of students. Um, yeah, my kids, they could yeah. do law or radio and right. I can't, exactly. they can't do work experience with me. They know nothing about exactly. business. So if they don't want to be a lawyer or they don't want to yeah. be a, a wonderful presenter, Thank you. Um, then, then where do they go? And really Kickstart is also about that accessibility yeah. and giving opportunities to students who wouldn't otherwise, for a number of reasons, um, otherwise wouldn't have been able to access Yeah. Them. Okay, so Harry, you're the only one that hasn't been talking in the last few minutes. So when we come back from the break, <laughs> I will be uh, asking you lots and lots of questions because, of course, it must be weird on some level of having a teenager as a boss, which especially especially because he's younger than you guys, which must be really intriguing. So we're going to get into the intricacies of that in the next uh, few minutes. This is Eye on Education on the Agenda. With the Royal Grammar School Guildford Dubai, passionate about creating personalised learning experiences to nurture independent and future-ready young people. Hello there, welcome back to Eye on Education. We are discussing work experience on the programme today because teenage entrepreneur... Harry Tomkinson, who's only 15, is offering work experience at his online business, VIP Sneakers, to six teens, basically, six people his own age. Uh, Harry joins me in the studio alongside his dad, Stephen, who's in charge of the Kickstart programme. We've also got two of the pupils who are on the programme, Jason and Melissa. Now, Harry, I'm going to come to you because I don't know if you... Did you have staff beforehand at VIP Sneakers? Well, right at the start, it was just basically me by myself flipping sneakers to my friends. So it was just me with my own pocket money, which I earned from selling sweets back on my old compound in Abu Dhabi. Um, I got that money, sold some sneakers, and then as soon as I started reselling the sneakers really quickly, my dad got really interested in... The profits. The, the profits, yeah. you could say. Oh. You Basically, <laughs> you started making money and your dad was like, hang on a second. <laughs> How's he doing it? Anyway, so from there on out, my dad had a, a look into the market because I was young. I was about 12, 13 at that time. So he had, my dad had a proper look into the market and he just saw that there was a massive opportunity for e-commerce here. So from there on out, I got the sneakers and I made that. And that's what I basically came up to and to the point where... We just grew and grew. And so you now did have it, people yeah. working for you then? Well, to that yeah. point, yeah, then we then got people involved. And, you know, I don't like saying I'm the boss because, you know, I'm, I'm still 15. And but it's... you are the boss. And now <laughs> there's six work experience people working for your company, some of whom are sort of older than you. What's it like in that environment? You know, have, have you enjoyed working with people your own age? Well, as I'm before the youth kickstart, I was working with people twice or three times my age. So finally getting people who are close to my age, I can kind of, you know, share how I feel and they yeah. kind of share how I feel. Because, you know, we're kind of doing the same thing at the end of the day. So it's... Yeah, there's a shorthand, you know, I suppose, as yeah, well. exactly. Because you're contemporaries. Guys, what's it like having Harry as a boss? <laughs> well, it's nice to know that someone's our age so we yeah. can really relate to him nice and easily. So it's amazing. And Melissa, he's younger than you, three years <laughs> younger than you. You're about to leave school and this yeah. whippersnapper is giving you instructions. Instructions. <laughs> it works okay though. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, how about the whole sort of experience? You know, would you like to do more work experience? Do you think there are enough opportunities for young people to try out the world of work, Melissa? <laughs> I I definitely want to do more because you know it's good to have experience in everything. I'd like to experience everything, um, but there definitely aren't many 
like opportunities out there. There are things coming up, I guess you could say. Mm. But like, I don't think it's there to a point where everyone's aware of it and they're like, you know, getting involved in things like that. But then youth kickstart as well. It's like, it's just the start of it. This could potentially, you know, start encouraging more businesses to start doing this. So. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So I put down my own mic, which was slightly foolish. Um, Jason, how about you? Do you know anyone else who's doing work experience? No, not really. This is, I think, one of a kind when mm. it came to us. So I no, I don't think that's right. It's really. And what about you? Would you like to do more work experience? So I believe that I think it's never bad to have more experience in something. So when this it happens, I think I want to do a lot more because never bad good news and it's so been so lovely having you all in the studio Stephen you've got 30 seconds for this question I'm so sorry Uh, I mean obviously the youth kickstart program now been going for three months or so what's next for you guys for for work experience programs it's to scale it it's to get more schools on board it's to more importantly get more private sector businesses on board and yeah, I mean, youth- that must be the difficulty because it's so new and such a fresh idea here that no one gets kids in here, do they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we get all the common questions. But um, there's so much happening in the UAE, certainly on startups and entrepreneurials that, you know, I really do think that collectively we can we can impact as many students as we have appetite to. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yep, so uh, youthkickstart.com is our website or our Instagram handle, which is at youthkickstart. It's been amazing having you all in the studio. Really inspiring, a really good news story for us to have uh, as we go into the weekend. So thank you so much for taking the time to come into the studio uh, and uh, speaking on the radio right here on Ion Education on Dubai Eye 103.8. Thanks, guys. It's been amazing. See you. Thank you. you. Come and see us again. Like We'll have to see you (laughs) at the end of the summer term. Come and see us again and then you will have completed your programme and we can hear all about it. This is Ion Education on the agenda. With the Royal Grammar School Guildford Dubai. Passionate about creating personalised learning experiences to nurture independent and future-ready young people. Yes, you are listening to Ion Education right here on the agenda on Dubai I 103.8 and as promised, we are taking a look now at this heartwarming story that involves two very young entrepreneurs who've managed to get their home-baked sweet treats stocked in a UAE supermarket chain. I have eight-year-old Devi, six-year-old Mira, plus their mum, Anupa, in the studio with me right now. Now, they come together to make the Bob Rocks Cookie Company. And this week, or in the last few days at least, uh, thanks to a local business incubator programme run by Spinney's, you can now buy their biscuits in store. Thank you very much indeed to all of you for joining me in this studio. Your mics are now live and it's lovely to have you with us. Do you want to say hello? Say hello. 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 <laughs> Lovely to have you with us. Uh, okay, so let's start with Devi. You are eight. Why did you start this company? Uh, when I was little, I was gluten intolerant. Me and my mummy used to bake healthy and vegan cookies. So you used to do it at home? Yes. Fantastic. <coughs> and um, tell me why you then decided to turn that into a company? Um, I used to send it to winter fairs in my school, uh, coming up to Wright Market and then Spinney's. So we worked really hard to get it to Spinney's. Fantastic. So it was a sort of step-by-step process. That's really interesting. Mira, tell me, how did you come up with the name of the company? Um, 
The first thing is our home names. Well, so our home names. My sister's home name was Bobby, and my home name was Rocky. So that's why we named it Bob Rocks. Fantastic. Now, Debbie, tell me what is in the biscuit. There is cacao powder, date powder, and sun-dried seeds. And your mama is going to help with the last ingredient, which I happen to know what it is. It's the pumpkin seeds. The pumpkin seeds. So there's very few ingredients. It's a really simple recipe, isn't it? Yes. Fantastic. And you started making them at home? Yes, we started making them at home. Then we got um, some help from other people. Fantastic. Now, are they healthy? Yeah, they're extremely healthy. And there is there's nothing like you shouldn't worry about um, because there's no gluten and anything. Okay, now I'm always worrying about how much I eat. I worry that I'm going to start growing out because I don't grow up anymore. Do I need to worry about calories in your biscuits? No, you don't. But you shouldn't worry about calories. You should just worry how healthy it is. That is a very reasonable answer. Thank you very much indeed, Debbie. Now, Anupa, uh, you are the mum of these two extraordinary <laughs> children. Thank you for joining us Thank in the studio. Thank you for having me over. Tell me, how much of the company is you and how much is the girls? Because often when you get these, in inverted commas, sort of entrepreneurial companies with very young children, really it's just mum. But yeah. that's not the case here, is it? Yeah. You know, to be very honest enough, we actually started this. So when Debbie first said that, you know, she wants to sell her cookies, it was never selling. It was more to kind of encourage her to accept her lifestyle. It's not it's not easy raising kids, you know, in an environment where there are such sugary treats and, you know, colorful cupcakes available, especially going to birthday parties where you have to tell your child that, you know, you can't really eat that fancy cake you see in front of you. Mm. So we thought this way they'll be able to you know, accept their lifestyle. But we never thought we'll come this far. And um, I feel that I, I come from a business background, but I took a break of around 10 to 12 years, got married, you know, had like an expat life, hop, skip from countries, had two kids. And somewhere or the other, Bob Rocks is definitely about my girls, but it actually also created a platform for me to get back to work, you know, yeah. to kind of find um, my purpose through through them. Yeah. So it's been really interesting. So yes, what happened is uh, while we were into super, uh, sorry, into markets and ripe markets so you know my girls used to accompany me and we used to sell together we used to kind of you know bake together but now it's been such a learning process like food industry it's so critical and the amount of licensing and uh, approvals to actually get the product on shelf it's it's been an um it's been an exciting process for me too i can imagine yeah so you won that um award from spinnies was that back in 2021 wasn't it yes and so it's taken a few years to then get you on the shelves yes so of to course speak. yeah you're not making all the biscuits now are you no no so we have a manufacturing unit even to kind of understand the concept of having a manufacturing unit was really new to me so it's just been uh, me the girls of course my husband and we have such a huge community support here the school the school basically helped us you know the teachers it's, it's uh, I think the whole motivation and encouragement is so important. And uh, we were never rushed. So you can see like 2021, we won and it's 2023 now that we're going on shelf. So we were never rushed 
you know, to kind of get on shelf. We were asked to take our time. And that's something really helped us. And you've brought in several boxes of them now. They're beautifully packaged. Uh, they're all ready to be sold in the supermarkets. When did they first go on sale? So we did a soft launch last week. Yeah. It was it was honestly more to see that how does the product has been received and are there any teething issues, you know. But uh, surprisingly, we sold out in less than 24 hours. Like all across, we sold out. That's amazing. And, uh, so now we are restocking. So, uh, so it's been amazing. It's been a great experience. That is really really very exciting. Now, uh, Debbie and Mira, I'm going to come back to you um, because obviously now you've got these biscuits in store. People can buy them uh, whenever they go into Spinney's. How did it feel, Debbie, for you when you saw them actually in the supermarket? It was really surprising for me. I loved when I saw a lot of people buying it and it felt really meaningful to me. And have you had lots of your friends buying them? Yes, we had them buying from different parts of Spinney's and it was really nice to see my friends buying it and of course my sister. Yeah, of course. Mira, how about you? How does it feel to see them in the supermarkets? Come lovely and close to the microphone for me. Um, because, um, does it feel good to see them in the supermarket? Yeah, it feels really good because I kind of feel excited um, when 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 I see people getting my cookies in in the supermarket, yeah, I guess they have them in their lunch boxes now as well at school. Do people sometimes turn to you and go, "Look, I got one of your biscuits in my in my lunch box"? Yeah, that's very cool. Devi, what do you want to do next with your business? What's the next stage? Well, I will work really really hard and get my cookies around the world. You want them to be stocked around the world? Yes, and I, it, it'll take some time. I mean, a lot of time, but we will make that happen. Good for you. I'm, I'm kind of scared, Anupa. <laughs> They're just too clever. Um, I mean, on that note, quite genuinely, I know that Spinneys have managed to get some of the small businesses that they've yeah. incubated to stock around the world. Yeah. Is that is that is world domination next for you guys, for Bob Rocks? <laughs> hopefully, you know, yeah. hopefully. And I really hope because, uh, uh, you know, as I said, it was never commercial. And I really want this no matter where it goes I mean of course the girls are really excited but we are really glad that we've been able to give an honest product um, you know all the cookies what I made for what we used to bake before it was just to nourish my kids it was never to sell and we've, we've been very honest and we've stuck around with the recipes we never changed it we didn't add any preservatives nothing so like just three ingredient pure Ingredients that you can actually read now, you know, no mm. weird stuff in it. So I'm just glad that no matter till what time, I mean, to the time you're there in the supermarkets, people will be able to actually eat something that's genuine. Absolutely. So I think I'm happy with that. Okay, well, I would normally, were it not Ramadan, and obviously a lot, large number of the people in the country at the moment are currently fasting, I would normally do a live taste test. But I don't want to sort of emphasize that too much because I'd need to be sensitive. But suffice to say, they taste great. So we're not going to go like, I won't go into any more details, but they're well worth uh, trying once you break. In fact, they're a very good thing to break your fast, aren't they? Absolutely. And they're very good to even kind of, you know, like for the suhoor, when you're actually, you know, going to begin the fast, the first thing to eat, it's really nice. Yeah, the date element. And their dates, it's got dates, like the only sweetener, it's got its dates. And they're extremely high in protein. And it's got uh, no milk, no butter, no protein processed powders into it. But uh, pumpkin seed, it's such an underrated seed honestly, but it's so healthy and it's so highly nutritious. And uh, it's like one cookie is equivalent to eating one egg 
literally. So That's if your kids brilliant. are not eating eggs or not getting enough protein, just give one chocolate chip cookie to them and uh, you're sorted. Good stuff. I have to say, really lovely to have you all thank join you. us in the studio. Thank, thank you. you so much for your time. Mira and Devi say thank you. Very lovely to see you. Thank you for coming in to chat to us. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. It's been Bye-bye. amazing. <laughs> so, yes, that you've been listening to eight-year-old Devi, six-year-old Mira, plus their mum and Nupa, and they come together to make the Bob Rocks Cookie Company. It's been a great pleasure chatting to them. On Eye on Education today, really extraordinary to hear how uh, children are already entering the workplace. This is Eye on Education on the Agenda. With the Royal Grammar School Guildford Dubai, passionate about creating personalised learning experiences to nurture independent and future-ready young people. Hello there. Welcome back to The Agenda. Georgia Tolly here, keeping you company with Eye on Education, at least for the next half hour. It is our special schools programme, which we host every single week between 11 and 1. And it's our chance to really focus on the top education stories from the last seven days. And obviously, the big story this week has been the start of Ramadan and the impact that that's having on schools, uh, on the timings and also uh, on the timetable and on how how people are acting within the school gates. And we wanted to catch up and find out what it is actually like during Ramadan inside a school. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line now by Sajida Al-Bashir. She is the head of the the Arabic and Islamic department at Royal Grammar School, Guildford, Dubai. Joins me now on Teams. Ramadan Kareem, Sajida, how are you? Ramadan Kareem, Georgia and everyone listening. How are you? Very well. Delighted to have you join me on the line. Thank you very much, first of all, for joining us on a, on a Friday and, I, and also in the middle of the day. You must be very close uh, to your rest time. So thank you so much for joining us. Tell thank me, you. because I know that Royal Grammar School Guildford, Dubai is an English curriculum school, mm. but nevertheless, Ramadan is celebrated in the school, isn't it? Absolutely. So we have decorated the whole school with uh, huge uh, lanterns, uh, lighting, uh, lighting uh, all the day. Uh, and the kids, when they enter the gates and see that, that was really a great surprise for them. We also have uh, our activities uh, run by the Arabic and Islamic teachers within the fasting rooms or the activity uh, Ramadan rooms for those they are fasting. We also had our uh, whole, whole school assembly just before Ramadan, introducing uh, the whole topic to the whole school. Uh, some of our students and some of our teachers, this could be our uh, their first uh, Ramadan uh, to be in a Muslim country and experience uh, this holy month uh, uh, with, the, with everyone else in the school. It's easily my favourite time of the year because you do get more of that family time because the children are home a bit more. And though I have to admit, I find that irritating sometimes. It's still lovely to have that that family time. And obviously, all the schools hold iftars. So there's that opportunity for the community, the school community to come together. Do you find that the children traditionally fast even when they're quite young? Well, it depends on the on the families. So speaking as a parent, it was my choice for my kids to start practicing or trying to fast half days or less than that when they um, hit uh, nine years old or 10 years old. Um, so it depends on the family. 
in Islam, as a law, no, they are not asked. Uh, it's not obligatory for them to uh, to fast, but it depends on the family. Again, it's, it depends on the culture of the family as a whole family. If they wish their kids to start trying to test themselves and test their patients, and uh, if they are happy to be away from food and water for a few hours uh, in the day, if they would like to do that with them, for me, uh, Georgia, it's important for the child to understand why we fast as adults um, and and the reasons uh, that we do that once a year. Um, instead of making them do it, I would like to see the kids wanted to do it and like to take part of a whole country activity. Yes, and I mean, what is so fantastic about the UAE, and we talk about this all the time, is that it's a, a global mixing pot, you know, a, a melting pot. Uh, and there's, and obviously within the school gates at Royal Grammar School, Guildford, Dubai, it's exactly the same environment. You've got children who aren't Muslim, you've got children who are fasting, children who, who aren't. How do you manage that within the school gates? So for us as a school, we had uh, Ramadan started yesterday and today. Uh, starting by tomorrow, we will have our two weeks uh, holiday, which is great. Uh, and then we will come back to uh, school hours during Ramadan. So of course, we have to offer uh, those they are not fasting, not only those they are not Muslims, but also some students who are Muslims, but they don't fast, which is fine. Uh, we will offer, we offer them uh, time to uh, break. So. Uh, lunch break, the first break. We also have the uh, short uh, hours of uh, teaching uh, as the regulations uh, and the instructions from the KHD and Ministry of Education, there will be no exams or homework during Ramadan hours. So uh, for us, when we have everyone is happy of what they are doing and they know they are included in any activity we do. So those they are fasting, we have the activity rooms where they will be uh, have some time to recite Quran or have a quiet place to read uh, their favorite book. My favorite book who I started and got as a gift from one of our colleagues here in RGS uh, about Ramadan and about Eid. So it depends on the on the uh, student who what they would love to do do, but we as a school, we have assigned uh, suitable rooms and timing for them. Those they are uh, on their um, uh, sports, on their uh, PE lessons, there is no changes on that. We have given options and uh, opportunities for those they would like to have a quieter or calmer uh, time during the day. Uh it's interesting there that you don't have homework in the final in those two weeks. I think the children will be absolutely my children will be thrilled by that. I'm sure. Uh, does it? <laughs> I they'd literally anything to avoid schoolwork. Uh, does it have an impact? Do you find that Ramadan has an impact on children's ability to concentrate at schools? Do you remember, uh, Georgia, when I had uh, my uh, my uh, show with you um, uh, last year? Yes. We were talking about an article which shows uh, a study shows that uh, students who had IGCC exams and IB exams during fasting time, their results were higher than the others. Do you remember yes. that discussion? I do. I got you on yeah. to talk about it. It was a fascinating yeah. study, wasn't it? It was. So for, for us, um, I think that's why the KHDA and Ministry of Education decided to not have any homework or exams. It just to give everyone the chance and the opportunity to enjoy the month rather than having all these uh, homeworks and tasks to do. Um, but 
Of course, uh, being uh, a person who has been fasting for a long time, it does affect you as a person, as an adult, uh, when you realize that uh, you still uh, miss your coffee in the morning and the water. Of course, for kids, it also has impact. But again, um, when the families introduce the topic to their children in a good in a good way uh, or give them some time to understand it and not to force them to do it, I think this makes the, the thing easier for them. Absolutely. I mean, do you find that all the children in the school, whatever background they're from, mm. are engaged in learning about Ramadan? They're open to, to learning more about it? Absolutely. So uh, during these two days, we have uh, done a STEAM Ramadan project the whole school from FS1 up to year seven. You go to any uh, classroom, you will find the students engaged in activities, doing activities related to Ramadan, but from uh, a science perspective, an art perspective, an English perspective, and that was amazing. So they were very proud of what they are doing and they have uh, put their work outside of their classrooms and actually invited me to see, oh, Mrs. Bashir, look what we've done in year five, in year six, in FS1. And that was absolutely amazing. Greeting the children uh, and their parents at the doors every morning, saying Ramadan Kareem. They were thrilled to say to me back, Ramadan Kareem, Mrs. Bashir. This tells you how beautiful this time of the year for everyone lives in Dubai. Fantastic to hear from you again. It's so lovely. We get to talk about three or four times a year, but it's fantastic to get you on as always. Sajida Al-Bashir, the head of the Arabic and Islamic Department at the Royal Grammar School, Guildford, Dubai, giving us a little bit of a sense of how Ramadan, how the holy month is being celebrated in schools around the UAE. Ramadan, Kareem, to you. It's lovely to see you and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. The agenda is live Monday to Friday from 10am till 1pm.